Today on High Fives with Blake and Eric, two get weird as they discuss the High Five Weird Al parodies that were better than the originals. Stick around. That was a good one. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So is there anything you, you had wanted to you. talk about today? Anything I wanted to talk about, like in general? Yeah. General what, discussion? What what upsets Blake style on a daily basis? Oh, man. I woke up like 20 minutes ago. I haven't, the world hasn't crushed me yet, so I don't really <laughs> have anything to complain about. See, I woke up an hour ago because my child, my child. When you don't have a child. You're always constantly thinking with your significant others, like the pros and cons of it. Like, oh, man, if we would have a child right now, we'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're a lot of money. I still get $9 an hour. There's no way we would do it. But then you see like an adorable baby and we're like, babies would be awesome. Look at that thing. <laughs> it's like walking around with a Ninja Turtle shirt on and it's just adorable. It doesn't have a clue what's going on right now. <laughs> man, it'd be it'd be adorable next day you see like a kid just like throwing like in a store just throwing everything out of the floor just screaming like kids fucking suck <laughs> i don't want anything to do with them they have no clue what's going on walking around with their teenage ninja turtle shirts on so there's always like a little bit kind of scared like if something were to happen and it turns out kayla was ever pregnant i don't know how i would react like if i'd be like holy crap we're screwed that, that still happens even when you plan it out. Yeah. <laughs> even when you're like, okay, we're going to do this. And then she's like, we're pregnant. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Mine's been really good. Like we went to the Target yesterday and I had her in the cart, you know, pushing her around and stuff. And then we get to the baby section and there's this other, I think it's a, like the mom and her grandma pushing her around. And I'm pretty sure that she had the kid way too early and like she's living at home with her mother. But anyway... Uh, like the kid was just screaming and screaming, and I was like, oh, "Callie!" I turned down and I was like, I bent down and I was like, "Callie, I'm so glad you're much better than that child." You've never been one to make a fuss in public, so I think you're good. If that trait carries, from I hope father it does. to daughter. I have known you for a long time, and I, I've I don't remember you ever having a tantrum in public. Mm. So good on you, sir. Yeah, well, thanks. I guess. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. So the listeners know, I met him, like, around, like, what, 12 years old? <laughs> we had third grade together. That was when we met. And then we didn't really become friends till fifth grade. Well, it's because you were a dick. That's not true. No, I was kind of a dick. That's not true. Eh, it kind of is. <laughs> I once went to, uh, I heard Justin Gort had, like, WCW, NWO versus the world. And so I went over to his place specifically to play that game (laughs) like he's like you want a snack i'm like yeah i could use a snack he goes well you have to come in the kitchen and find it and i'm playing the game i'm like no thanks i'll just keep playing this (laughs) and like i think i only played it like he didn't do anything and then so like (laughs) eventually it was time to go i'm just like all right see you later and like he didn't i just played video games for like an hour like i don't know how many years later it was until I looked back and I was like, holy crap, dude, that is not how you interact with people. <laughs> and yet that's still how you interact. You go over to people's it, places and you play video games. Well, yeah. 
at least now you bring the video games with you. Mm-hmm. And I include others, <laughs> usually. I'm, I don't include them, but I'm willing to let them in once in a while. Mm-hmm. Eventually. I, I, I'll touch on video games simply because that's the category of our show. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I feel like we should at least. I put in The Last of Us again. And I think I've, I've touched on The Last of Us in previous shows. And it, a lot of people think it's the best game of 2013. And I got it last year and I started playing it and I didn't really didn't really like it. So I stopped. But I've always had this nagging feeling inside saying I should go back and play it again because it was the game of the year last year and it's supposed to be amazing. Okay, I, I follow you. Yeah, I got to about the same part a couple days ago. And I just can't get past it. And then once again, I was like, fuck this game. (laughs) So, I don't know. Maybe I should, you know, try and get past this part. It kind of sounds like when you're, like, playing a racing game. And it's the more realistic it gets, the more fun it is, up to a certain point where it gets too realistic and it becomes not fun. Maybe I'll give myself another day or two and I'll try and tackle it. I don't know. Maybe just just do it better. That's my advice. Uh, Try and do it better. (laughs) We'll see if I can. But yeah, other than having the baby, um, I've been trying to get into finishing my Batman playthrough, and then I can get into my Assassin's Creed, and then Call of Duty Ghosts. I got shit backed up right now. Man, you are... You got that all planned out. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to plan it out when everything moves so slowly for me. That's true. And it's so, so long between gaming periods. But yeah. Anyway, should we dive into the high fives? Yes. All right. Well, when we get back, we'll be discussing our Weird Al songs that we think did a better job than the original artists. So stick around. Oh, this is a story about a guy named Al, and he lived in a sewer with his hamster pal. But the sanitation workers really didn't approve, so he packed up his accordion and had to move to a city in Ohio where he lived in a tree. And he worked in a nasal decongestant factory, and he played on the company bowling team. Queen, you think Queen got improved by Weird Al? No, I'm just doing bum 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 bada bum bum. Or is that Vanilla Ice? You think he did a better Vanilla Ice song? I don't think he did a Vanilla Ice song. Why not? Did he do a Queen song? He de- He definitely did a Queen song. He did another one, Rides the Bus. Oh. I didn't know Queen did another one, Bites the Dust. Mm -hmm. And I think he also did one that was like uh, a parody of the Bohemian... Or no, he did Poker Rhapsody, I think. Isn't that just like... Yeah, it's a medley. Anyway, so the premise of this is that these are the songs that Weird Al parodied that we think are actually better than the original songs. Or... Like he could also sometimes he does like parodies of like an entire style or just a band style, and we that 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 counts. So, but his original songs don't count. This isn't just a best of Weird Al. That was sort of like a you just kind of had a disclaimer there for your one pick where that happens. Yeah, but still, it's important. Well, I just didn't <laughs> want people to think like it was just a best of Weird Al. Yes, yeah. because it's not. Because there are a lot of songs that he's done that would be included that aren't on this list. Turns out he's a talented, a talented, um, talented fella. No, he's talented. 
Okay, so uh, I guess I'll start with my number five. Right. And my my number five is a song that I just rediscovered recently. And it's called This Song Is Just Six Words Long. 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 Couldn't think of any lyrics. No, I never wrote the lyrics. So I'll just sing any old lyrics that come to my child. It's a parody of uh, I Got My Eyes Set On You, and I don't know who the original artist is. I, I'm sure I'll figure it out eventually, but um, the whole point of the song is that he just has to make up this song, and he's only got six words written, but he needs to write it so that he can make his money. And mm. uh, the chorus just comes again and again and again and again, and the chorus is, the song is just six words long, and I love it. It's brilliant. I don't think I've ever heard it. It goes, this song is just six words long. This song is just six words long. <laughs> nice. I'm not going to sing all of them, just so you know. I can, I can already tell <laughs> that I that I like it. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's just basically about how he needs the money. And he's got to write the songs. He's got to fill up, he's got to fill up three minutes of time. And how are you going to fill up so much time? You're just going to sing the same part over and over and over again. Man, don't let... Um, big music <coughs> companies know this technique. <laughs> They've been using this technique. Don't let them know that we know about it. What? No. They know? Music, popular music is ruined now. Yep. How am I going to fill up so much time? I'll throw in a solo here. Then uh, then the saxophone comes in and plays a big solo. Yeah. That works. Hey, it's, it's a saxophone. skewering of the status quo. So saxophones... If you remember the 90s, and I think you do. I do. They put saxophones in everything. That's I think, like, I think popular music is missing out on a lot of saxophone right now. Well, not the way, like, we like ska music, so any kind of horns, we right. enjoy. <laughs> but the way that saxophone was implemented in, like, the early 90s, I don't care for that saxophone. Give me an example in particular. I'll, I'll describe it to you, because I can't really... Sure. think of an example like we like ska music which is very poppy like very horn driven fast. it's horn driven yeah um but the the music that was popular when we were in the 90s was more of like smooth jazz kind of romantic r and like, you know what i mean yeah and it was just like careless tacky. whisper by <laughs> george michael yes it was <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I'm glad it died. I think the R&B still uses saxophone like that, though. That kind of that style still uses the saxophone. It's just that mm. style isn't as popular anymore. I, there's a reason. <laughs> I, I don't. I want. I don't want to make too many claims about what's popular in music today because I try not to listen to popular music. So I'm not trying to sound like. Um, a pretentious um, hipster. Well, you, that's exactly what you sound oh. like. Sorry. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. Yeah, you I can't really like avoid it I, when you say, I try not to listen to popular music. I try <laughs> not to listen to the radio. What do you want from me? Because <laughs> the radio is where music goes to die. Yeah. They play songs that are just six words long. <laughs> well, bring it back. All right. Well, what's your number five? My number five is 
Amish paradise. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. Fool, and I've been milking and plowing so long that even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. See, I'm surprised that you think this actually improved the original. See, I put it on here simply because, um, like I said, I don't listen to the radio very much, right? Right. And this goes back to, like, even when I was a little kid, when this song first came out, because I didn't, it was less about me listening to, like, alternate music, because I didn't start doing that and start listening to, like, punk music until, like, high school. I just didn't listen to music a lot when I was a kid. Okay. And I I remember being in Eric Bergstrom's house, and for whatever reason, Amish Paradise had become so popular that it was getting radio play. Right. And um, I just remember him like t- running up the stairs and telling me to follow him and going to his little radio, flipping it on. He's like, "I hope they play it," and like Amish Paradise came on, and I I heard. I actually heard Amish Paradise before I ever heard Gangsta Paradise. So for me, Amish Paradise is the original. Oh, so I see. So it was the original to you. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, there's, and whenever I think of Gangsta Paradise, what song comes in my head is Amish Paradise. And like, I don't know. That's like the real song to me. <laughs> now, have you been had you been exposed to Weird Al before that song? Nope. This was the first one. It was the first for me too. See that he was like that was the first song that introduced me to Weird Al. And I'm a huge fan, also obviously. But then um in addition to that being my first exposure to him, that album, Bad Hair Day, was the first C D that I ever owned. I got it for Christmas along with my C D player. So I mean, there's a special place in my heart for that song, too. I like when you said album, you emphasized Al. I don't know if uh, it was on purpose, it was but you're not. like, that album. I, I'm i going to have to refer to every one of his albums like that from now on. I think you should. <laughs> I think it's good business policy. So, But like having heard both versions, you still think that this version is the better version? Or it's just more nostalgia for you? It's really hard to say. Like, I... Because they're no longer in a bubble, you know, like it's most true. people hear the original first and then they hear the parody. But for me, it was parody first and I like it. And then I do I do enjoy Gangster's Paradise, like, but I think I like that because it reminds me of Amish Paradise. <laughs> See, here's how it stands for me. It's like I can list I could sing along almost every word with Amish Paradise, but I, I don't think I could tell you two lyrics from um, from Gangsta's Paradise. I don't think I could relate rec- recite more than one line. And also, I don't think I like. I agree with that. Like I'm right there with you. And but also, when I think of Gangsta's Paradise, I just think of it as like it was the theme song to Dangerous Minds. I think so. It was supposed to be this. He says it's this big, serious kind of artistic song about what what it's like growing up. I don't want to say the hood because that sounds racist, on but the you know, in, on the streets, because yes, that sounds even better. <laughs> but like, and then he also got mad at Weird Al because he didn't want him to do the parody of it. But Weird Al went and did it anyway because somewhere along the lines, um, there was a misunderstanding. Yeah. 
because he didn't want him to do it because it was this big serious song. But yet he's he's pay, getting paid millions of dollars, I presume, by this movie to put it in their soundtrack, and it just seems sort of like a double standard. So I don't know. Yeah, I have, I have mixed feelings about Coolio. <laughs> I have. I think that's going to have to be the title of the episode: is mixed feelings about Coolio. <laughs> I think that's that might work. Uh, anything else that you wanted to say about that? No, I think we can move on. All right. Well, from I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to start like a podcast war with Coolio because I'm sure he has a podcast somewhere. You know what? If po- if Coolio does have a podcast, I would be glad to start a podcast war. Because I self-deprecate a lot, but I'm pretty sure that our our uh, podcast is better than his. Those are some bold words. Yeah, I think it's true, though. So, Well, my number four is fat. Well, I never used a phone booth, and I never seen my toes. When I'm going to the movies, I take up seven rows because I'm fat, fat, I'm fat. Hey man, I've been working out. You don't need to go throwing those words around. First of all, we've discussed this and I feel like you're being skinny at me. Second of all, I'm still fat and so I can say it as much as I want. And <laughs> That's to- our word. <laughs> That's our word. You skinny people have it. no right using it. God damn it. <laughs> and then third, it's also way better than bad by Michael Jackson. Because for me, I, I can listen to fat and like I remember it. But I really can't remember anything about bad. Like, what what did Michael Jackson say that he was bad for? Do you remember? No. But, like, you listen to the Weird Al version, and he gives you all all these really good examples of why he's fat. I The only thing I remember about bad is that there was a knife fight. That was uh, Beat It. Oh, that was Beat It? Yes. What do I know? Then, yeah, bad sucks. <laughs> um, bad was just him in a parking garage with a bunch of youths. And he sings at them with a leather jacket wearing all black. And that was that was bad to him. Was it this was early Michael Jackson, wasn't it? Not like uh, early Michael Jackson five, but you know. No, no, it was it was after his uh skin had lightened. Oh. Yeah, he was crap after that. Yeah, mostly. I don't know. Mostly. He could still dance. There's yeah. no denying that, but but yeah, I really like fat. <laughs> it's just And I think I, I, I feel like it's the superior song. I really do. I feel like this is one of the versions where he got it better than Michael Jackson did. And he can pull off singing about food better than Michael Jackson can pull off singing about being bad. Yeah. I don't know if Michael Jackson sung about other forms of being bad, like maybe some forms that he was being litigated for. Ooh. But who would want to listen to those songs? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's... Why you got to bring that up, man? Because <laughs> how can you talk about Michael Jackson and not? I found it I found it weird that after he died, like everyone just forgot. Like they just we just had to remember Michael Jackson for the artist he was and not for the fact that people are pretty sure he touched the little kids. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know why we had to talk about it here on the podcast. <laughs> we're classified. A- we're classified under video games, not pederast. <laughs> But whatever. All right, fine. Edit that part out. 
I don't care. No, no, care. it's staying in now. No, it's staying in. Because no, no, everybody knows that Blake wants gone. to talk about pedophilia. I want it gone. Too bad. I had it. If you want it gone, you have to edit the episode. And we both uh, know that's thing, not happening. One thing about Weird Al that I enjoy is that not only are his songs funny and clever, but if he makes a video for it, you know that it's going to be equal, equally as funny. Yep. And the video for, you're talking about Eat It right now, right? Or No, we're talking about Fat. 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 God damn it, Blake. <laughs> it's early. Leave me alone. Uh, but the video for Fat was pretty good, too, because it's a parody off of, you know. Bad. With the parking the bads, garage. P- parking garage dancing. And so in Fat, he's dancing, but they're all in giant fat suits. Yep. And it's just funny. Yeah, I, I just remember the very beginning of the video where the two fat guys are like, you ain't fat, you ain't fat. And then he like gets away and he's like, you ain't fat, you ain't nothing. And there's just a <laughs> scrawny little dude with these two giant guys up. Just, his facial expression was brilliant. It was hilarious. Hilarious. Hilarious? Yes. All right. What's your number four? My number four is Gump. Gump sat alone on a bench in the park. My name is Forrest, he casually remarked. Waiting for a buzz with his hands in his pockets. He just kept saying life is like a box of chocolates. He's Gump, he's Gump, what's in his head? He's Gump, he's Gump, he's Gump, is he in bread? You should, um... Do a little bit of editing magic and have me singing go directly into the song. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Do it. Okay, fine. <laughs> right now. Do I'm not going to do it right now. now. I, I, I can't do it right now. We're still recording. <laughs> okay. What the hell do you so mean bring I... me space balls in the movie? We're still in the middle of making it. Uh, that's, a, that's a top five for another day, sir. Agreed. I think the reason I like this song so much is because I like the movie so much. And it, like, encapsulates <laughs> the entire movie into, like, a two-and-a-half-minute song. See, this is another one of these episodes where – not episodes. Another one of these examples where, like, the original was a good song. I really like Lump by the Presidents of the United States of America. But it's like I can sing along to the entire Gump song, but I don't think mm-hmm. I can sing along to Lump. <laughs> Me too. And uh, nothing against uh, the United States, uh, presidents of the United States of America, but I have no idea what Lump is about. <laughs> yeah. I know what Gump's about. It's about <laughs> Forrest Gump. Exactly. Sing a song that everybody knows about. You know, like Peaches. You know what Peaches is about? <laughs> about eating peaches. It's about eating peaches. There's no subtle hidden meaning there. Maybe Lump is about cancer. I hope not. That would make it a really sad song all of a sudden it would like the guy personifies his lump now, now, now i'm thinking about cancer blake thanks you're just a real fucking bucket of sunshine aren't you i told you it's early <laughs> it's early all i can think about is death and horrible horrible things done to children i don't know how you wake up in the morning but... <laughs> like i said i think the original was a really good song but i think that it's just more memorable because he sang it about forrest gump and it really was a perfect, like, he, they, they kind of teed that up by making it rhyme with Gump, too. Like, yeah, it seems, like, obvious that he would make that song. <laughs> like, they really threw, it, threw in a low softball yeah. on that one. Just yeah, they just underhanded crack, it in. Yep. Hit it out of the park. Um, and it was another case where the video uh, just works so well with the song because it's 
uh, Weird Al. It, no, it's not Weird Al dressed as Forrest Gump, is it? No. No, it's like some other guy. But um, He's got the bald cap on, and he's yeah. dancing around and playing guitar and singing and stuff. Yeah, he's dressed up like the uh, presidents of the United States of America. Yeah. And some other guy is just wearing the Forrest Gump um, suit with the um, buzz. Exactly. Uh, it's in. Mm-hmm. And it's just good. And also, uh, it has one of my favorite lyrics in all of music. His girlfriend, Jenny, was kind of a slut. <laughs> <laughs> true. Can't deny it. It's a good lyric. It's true. <laughs> the best lyrics are There's true. There's truth in this art. <laughs> which is referencing another piece of art, which there was no truth in. You don't know. They could have had truth. There. For- Forrest Gump wasn't a real person. Oh, you're talking about that. I thought you were saying the lump song again. There's there's some truth in Forrest Gump. Like what? Well, like the fact that while Forrest Gump was a fictional character, the events that he lived through actually happened. That's... You know, there was a Vietnam War, Eric. You know that's. You know that. You can can you prove that? I not personally, but I can find things. <laughs> And also civil rights, that was a thing. And I'm not, personally, pink, I'm not convinced that Vietnam even exists. Pink, like, the country? Yeah. Huh. Unless you can show me Vietnam, bring it to my house. I don't think I believe no, you. No, it's it's a country, Eric. I can't physically move it. Yeah, it's a likely story. <laughs> Sounds like you can't prove it. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> All right, well, should we move on then? I suppose. All right. My number three is trapped in the drive-thru. She says just forget about it. I said no, I swear I'm going to take you out. Then I get an idea. I say I know what we'll do. She says what? I say yes. She says what? I say we're going to the drive-thru. So we head out the Which is a parody of Trapped in the Closet by R. Kelly. Which is pretty damn funny in and of itself. It is. It, it's almost as funny as, as the trapped in the drive-thru, but... But at this point, I don't know if that humor is intentional or accidental. Exactly. And the one thing that's better about the original is that there's, like, 30 parts of it. There's, like, 30 different episodes of Trapped in the Closet. There's Our only Kelly one episode... seems to be taking it real, real seriously. Yeah, there's a midget shitting his pants in it. It's, he's not taking it that seriously. <laughs> it's He said it was, like, the, an R&B... So opera, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. So, um, but yeah, I like I like this version better because it tells the whole story, and it's done. It's done. It's over. You don't have to worry about more parts coming out. It's done. He's done. He's finished it. It's done. Uh, is he? Is there going to be more? It's though? done, Blake. It's uh, it's over. It's done. All right. God. But yeah, I mean, it's like he takes this song about cheating uh, or about a cheating wife whose husband is also cheating with another guy and it gets I think co- all everybody's cheating yeah it's yeah. like now there's a stuttering pimp yeah in the storyline somewhere there's midgets everywhere every it just gets con- convoluted and confusing and needlessly so it started out simple enough and it's just grown into something ridiculous just ended R. Kelly Jesus right but but the, but Weird Al song it's just a trip to the drive-thru. Something mundane. I do that all the time. I drive to the drive-thru. And then uh, another thing that I really like about it, one of my favorite lines in the song is where uh, 
He figures out what he's gonna what they're gonna do for dinner. She says what? I said yes. She said what? I said we're going to the drive through. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly something that I can relate to because it's like yes, and she just like I'm done playing your game. What? Tell me now. Yeah, if there's anything I know about Trista, it's that she's usually just fed up with you. Well, can you blame her? I no. No, you can't. Nobody can't. blames her. I can't, and I don't, and I won't. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not fed up with me. Oh, I am. <laughs> right. I just, I'm just doing this podcast because I think it's going to eventually become lucrative. Well, I, I hate to disappoint you. The hell you say? I real, I've yet to see a single dime. I'm, I said going to be lucrative. We got to start small okay. and then eventually sell out. Okay. Well, yeah. If there are any advertisers out there who are willing to give us money, we will gladly, gladly just shill for whatever your product is. You got something that harms children in third world third world countries? We don't care. Pay us money. We'll ta- talk about how great it is. I have a hard time getting on board with that joke. Third world kids? Come on, man. Second world, maybe. That's where I draw the line. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Well, is there a second world? Is that um, a thing? You never hear about the second world. Yeah, that's true. I guess. What would the second world be? Like a developed country that doesn't have, like, centralized health care? Maybe doesn't have indoor plumbing. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe Puerto Rico is second world. It's almost America. Almost. I heard that. Obama wanted to make that the 51st state. I want to make it the 51st state. I'd say yes, simply because we've been dragging our feet on new states. (laughs) Freshen it up a little bit. How are we going to take over the whole world, but we're taking this long to just get Puerto Rico to become a state? Yeah, just come on, man. First Puerto Rico, then Canada. (laughs) Then the world. And then it'll quickly fall in line like a, a domino effect. Moving on. What's your number three? Woo, number three. Uh, my number three, white and nerdy. First in my class, they're at MIT. Got skills, I'm a champion of D&D. MC Ezra, that's my favorite MC. Keep your 40 out, just have an Earl Grey tea. My rims never spin to the contrary. You'll find that they're quite stationary. All of my action figures are cherry. Stephen Hawking's in my library. My MySpace page. White and nerdy. What is this song yeah, about? What could it possibly being, be about? It's about being white and nerdy. Ah, right in the title. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how they get you which is and a parody of rolling dirty yeah riding dirty yeah riding dirty yeah riding dirty yeah because on, rolling man. doesn't sound like whiten no so it doesn't so yeah rolling oh god riding dirty yeah that's what the song is a parody of which i think is supposed to be a euphemism for driving with marijuana or with drugs i think with drugs in general maybe yeah or maybe it's just anything illegal maybe that would make sense. Ah, whatever. Whatever it is, that's what the song's a parody of. <laughs> yeah. So why 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 do you like this song? What's the reference that? Uh, I just like the song. That's about it. Oh, good know. enough. Well, and like I remember. Um, do you remember who sings "Ride and Dirty"? Sings. Raps? No, no, I don't know. I don't know either. Like if I heard it, I think I could look it up super quick right now, but I'm not going to. Why would you? Who cares? Uh, I don't know. Um. Uh, I would have to say that I like white and nerdy more because of the humor elements. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not big in the rap, so like I am and I'm not. I'm not into popular rap. Like, 
I really like, I guess the only rapper, rapper, I sound like a white guy just saying rapper, <laughs> uh, that I enjoy listening to on a regular basis is Sage Francis. Yep. I have been known to listen to Atmosphere, but I don't like really like him as much. Sure. And there's other popular actual like mainstream stars that I enjoy too, but I don't, it's, I rarely actually listen to them by choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know this. I didn't know this song very well to begin with, but then white and nerdy came out and it's a good song. I like, I like how much he references. First of all, he references nerdy things. Yeah. But he also like makes fun of white people. And that's always funny to me. Mm-hmm. This is about time we got our comeuppance. <laughs> and if if I'm going to get my comeuppance, I want it to be in the form of parody rap music as opposed to like actual comeuppance for what white people have done throughout the centuries. Mm-hmm. I don't I want pe- that. I want <laughs> I want just I want everybody to be able to laugh at us and how we can't dance. That's that's yeah, the comeuppance I, mean, I want. That seems fair. Like I think that's as good of uh, retribution as they're ever going to get, I guess, is we're just going to be slightly made fun of in popular music. Yeah. I mean, but then I, we're going to get paid a lot for it. I don't know. Let's, let's not get on a, a, a big race discussion here. We're not qualified. All right. So, so far in this episode, <laughs> we slightly talked about pedophilia, cancer and racism. Yeah. Among other things. Well, should we move on then? So that we can Yeah, I don't really have much to say about like I like the song and I think oh, I once again I don't know the guy's the guy who sings it and I don't know, I just I don't want to make excuses. I just don't know it. It's not the kind of music I listen to. <laughs> okay. Just get off my back. But I do remember that in like an interview or something, he commends Weird Al for the job he does rapping in his song. And he like actually gives him props and says, like, oh man, he is actually a good he's good at rapping like he's nice. really good at it well i gained respect for whoever it was that originally yeah, sang that it, song it nothing nice n- nothing but nice things to say mm-hmm. i'm glad that weird al's finally getting the respect he deserves <laughs> all right well let's move on my number two is a parody of a style not just a song which hey I remember think- that disclaimer at the top of the segment this is why it was there yeah <laughs> And the uh, the song in question is Dare to be Stupid. a parody of the style of Devo and even um, Mark Mothersbaugh who was one of the main guys of Devo if not the main guy has <laughs> I remember an interview where he was talking about that song and he's like he did a brilliant job with that song and I hate him every day for it <laughs> so even he thinks it's a really good like satire of his style his band's style uh, I I've seen that interview a few times. I think it's with um, I think it was on Behind the Music. Yeah. One one of the last episodes of VH1's Behind the Music. So. Yeah, you're really well, scraping the bottom of the barrel when you're like Weird Al Behind the Music. He makes fun of other songs and he plays yep. the accordion. 
And I think that's probably why it was one of the last episodes. Like, we are done. Like, we have, <laughs> like who are we going to do? And I think Weird Al even says that in, in the show. He's like, or somebody talking about Weird Al is like, it's funny that you're doing the show on him because, you know, it's usually about drug addiction, alcohol abuse. Like, he's done none of that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's true. So I guess it's just an interesting story about how he became famous. But I guess the most controversial part of the documentary is just the part about where he did not get permission from Coolio to do Amish Paradise. And he still feels really bad about it. Yeah, and he still feels bad, but they're friends now, so there's a happy ending. Yes. But, yeah, Dare to be Stupid, like, it's got a lot of lyrics that I've that I really like. Um it's one of those songs where I really like listening to it and I could listen to it a lot, but it's not one of those songs where like I would necessarily admit to listening to around other people. It's like me describing you as a friend. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for mm-hmm. hurting my feelings. That's what I'm here for. Anyway, this song is awesome. <laughs> now I'm sad. And Friendships are ending on this episode. <laughs> All right. Um, are you prepared to move on? Yeah, I think so. Don't have a lot to say about it. It's just a good song. Deal with it. Uh, okay. My number two is another song by Weird Al, strangely enough. Ah, going in a different direction with your number two. And it's Germs. I'm going to show them who's boss. I'm going to get even yet. Just give me some light. I don't remember that song. Explain this song to me. Um, it's just, you know, those people that are weird and are super obsessed with uh, being clean and are afraid of germs. Germaphobes? Yeah, germaphobes. That's basically the premise of this song. And I believe it's a parody of like a Nine Inch Nails song. Yes, I believe yes. you're right. Uh, funny thing is, I don't think I've ever actually heard... <laughs> The original song. Now, is this one of the cases where it's just a send-up of the... It might be. Of a style? Yeah. Because I've never... Yeah, like I said, I've never actually been able to... At first, I, I just thought it was, like, just a, a new song that he... Because like Weird Al sometimes writes uh, his own original music. songs. Yeah. yeah. So I thought this was one of those cases. But then, like, I keep hearing that he's supposed to be... Uh, doing a sort of parody of Nine Inch Nails, but again, I don't know if it was a particular song that he was doing one, or just the the genre and the style itself. So I'm more inclined of thinking that it's just the style, because I don't think I've ever actually heard a Nine Inch Nails song before. You've never heard a Nine Inch Nails song? I'm sure there's been, I've been somewhere where it was playing on a radio. But But you never actively listened to one? Yeah. No one's ever said this is nine inch nails to me. Like, oh, so. interesting. So, like, I think a few years ago, like they had were on hiatus, and then they were they were coming back, and Andy was making a big deal about it. And then I'm like, I don't know, I've never heard them before. I don't care. It's like, but they're back. <laughs> like, good job. Yes, <laughs> I, I didn't know they were gone. <laughs> it's true. 
And Trent Reznor singing about how bad his life is now is kind of kind of weird. Because he's a billionaire, and he's got an Oscar. Got an Oscar for music. Yeah, Social Network. Oh, he did the weird. music in that and got an Oscar for it. It's weird because I don't remember any of the music in that movie. Yeah, neither do I. Nobody does. It sounds yeah. just like Nine Inch Nails, like background music, kind of. That's a good movie, though. It is a good movie, but it's just weird because it's a movie about Facebook. Which is not a good movie. Facebook is not a good movie, right? Right. It's okay. Not a good movie. Okay. Um, and then it's weird that later in the movie Zombieland, uh, Mark Zuckerberg fights zombies. So. And it's weird that in the new Superman movie, Mark Zuckerberg is going to be fighting Superman. Yeah. He is a busy man. <laughs> He's running Facebook, killing zombies, and fighting Superman. That Eisenberg kid, I tell you. <laughs> He's going places. <laughs> I feel like he's just going to be like Michael Sarah, like in three years. Like nobody's, everyone's going to be done with him. That could be. Like there's been a few, this is going to be a bit of a digression. And I think if you know anything about this show. It's You're not full, surprised. It's, it's filled with digressions. This, this episode in particular has not had very many of them. But this is going to be a big one. So hold on to your seats. Um, now I forgot what I was going to say. All right, ah, moving on. <laughs> just kidding. Like, I think recently there have been quite a few stars, like, that were in everything and then now are in nothing. Jude Law comes to mind. Jude Law. There's, I'm I'm mostly speaking of younger guys. Like Michael Sarah looked like he was going to be around and be in everything. I don't think he's been in a lot lately. Right. Um, Shia LaBeouf looked like he was going to be a huge star. Because he was in the crappy Transformers movie. Even though they were crappy movies, they still did a lot of money. So I don't know. I don't think they were the worst movies. I don't yeah, think Transformers I, movies were bad. I only saw the first one, but I thought it was so poorly made that I had a no desire to see the other two. I, I disagree with you on that one. Anyway. Anyway, I, I, I just think it's weird that they're – I bet – it's just sort of something that Hollywood does. I think if I look through um, the last 20 years, maybe longer, you can probably find a lot of stars that were in a bunch of movies that just eventually Hollywood got over. Yep. And just stopped showing up in things. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Steve Gutenberg was in a bunch of movies and now he's not. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not always like Hollywood's doing either. A lot of times like people will just stop. Yeah, maybe they get their bill of acting. and Yeah, and Shia LaBeouf is doing a lot of different crazy stuff right now, and he's still acting and stuff, so. I just think it's, like, I can't remember the last movie he was in. Was it was it Transformers? Uh, maybe that might be the last big movie he was in, but yeah. he's also made his own stuff, and he's also been in, in other films and smaller, mm-hmm. more, like, respectable films. and Respectable? Yeah. I just remember him on Even Stevens, and I think his career peaked there. <laughs> I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah. But, but have actually, you been listening? Have you been hearing about how crazy he's been going lately? I briefly heard something about. I had. I think I had you explain this to me, that he was at a like a Hollywood um, opening, and he was on the red carpet, and he had like a paper bag on his head, and said, "I'm not famous anymore." Yes. Basically. What ended up happening was he 
he started off, he made this short film that was basically a complete ripoff of this uh, comic writer's comic. So then he got called out for being a plagiarist and he apologized. But the apology was a plagiarism of, an, of some other famous apology. And so, like, he made, like, a big deal of, like, apologizing to the guy in, like, stupid ways. Like, he rented out a, like, a Skyrider to write I'm sorry to whatever the guy's name is. But he did it in his own city, not where the actual writer lives. So, like, there's just a lot of weird stuff that's been going on. Then he wore this bag over his head on the red carpet to his movie premiere in, in Europe somewhere. Then he did this really weird thing, apparently, where he's, uh, like, he, there's, like, a soccer player that quit soccer one day, and he kind of just parodied that guy. He, like, took his exact line and just parodied him and left. And then he also did this, like, art exhibit where it's called, like, I'm Not Famous Anymore, where you go into this little room, and there's, like, a bunch of different memorabilia. Like, a tr- there's, like, a little Transformers toy and... Like something from even Stevens or whatever, and you go into the next room and it's just him sitting there with the bag on his head, and he sits there in silence, and you go in there and you just like sit with him and he doesn't react to you no matter what you do. And is it really him or like a mannequin? It's really him. That's weird. Yeah, like apparently one of some writer went in there and was like, you know, I'm gonna take the bag off your head. Stop me if I'm not if I'm not allowed to do this. And so he takes the bag off his head and he takes a picture and it looks like he's been like sitting there crying. So I don't know. It, I don't get it. I don't get what his art is trying to do right now. It's trying to creep me the hell out. That's what it's trying to do. But I listened to Hollywood Babylon and apparently there is somebody who rented out the space right next to that art exhibit. And it's called I'm Still Fa-, He called that one I'm Still Famous, I think. And he took Jerry O'Connell. And did the same thing, but instead of going in there and not talking to you, he talks to you incessantly, (laughs) which is, and apparently like the lines are just as long for that as they are for Shia LaBeouf. Oh man, that sounds great. Yeah. So you go in there and Jerry O'Connell's like, let me tell you about my movies. (laughs) Did you know I was in Stand By Me? I used to be the fat kid. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Anyway, should we get back to the list? (laughs) <laughs> Were you doing a show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right. So my number one. We're up to the number ones now. Ooh, this is big. Is Yoda. parody of Lola. Now, a song about Star Wars is obviously going to get, you know, the edge in any of my lists, right? Very true. Um, Especially when the original song is about, like, a transvestite that the guy, like, is picking up at a bar or sleeping with. I'm not sure. I don't know the original song all that well. But it's definitely about a transvestite or just, like, you know, some sort of man who is posing as a woman, maybe? Something like that. Transvestite or transsexual or whatever. All right. I'm not sure. It, man. Come on. Well, I'm sorry. That's what the song's about. You I don't said know what it is. Transvestite like five times in the last 30 seconds. We got it. Mm, I'm going to have to say it a few more times. 
Sorry, I had this whole thing written out. <laughs> There's a lot of transvestite in it. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, so like a lot of Weird Al's parodies, he starts out each line the same way that they do in the the, the original song, but th- then like he goes his own way with it. But he, he's able to keep the start of every line, at least for one verse, that it's the same as the original song. He's able to keep the beginning of each like couplet the same. And so he stays really true to the original, but he also makes it completely different because it's about Yoda. Y-O-D-A, Yoda. And it's how you spell Yoda. What do you think of this song? Have you ever heard it? Uh, you have played it for me at least a few times. Have you ever heard the original? I th- Probably. Like, yeah, I've, I know Lola. Yeah. L-O-L-A, Lola. <laughs> S-O-D-A, Soda. Yeah. And there's even parts like that where, like, they both sing the same line, but that fits way better in Weird Al's song. It's like it's weird that they would sing about cola for Lola. But yeah, that's that's my favorite improvement Weird Al has made to a song. Yeah, it's about Yoda too. So, which is probably probably the coolest uh, character in the Star Wars mythos. Exactly. Probably. Yeah, I would say so. I think either him or Han. Yeah, but Han is like cool and like the jock frat boy kind of a way, or like like the. Rebel without a cause kind of way. Yeah. Like this motorcycle hood with a heart of gold kind of a dude. Yoda's cool on a complete, his, his own level. On the yeah. wise old man kind of a thing. People, some people are big fans of Chewbacca. I never liked him. What a Wookiee! Never liked him. Well, he didn't have a whole lot of great lines. <laughs> there aren't no. too many memorable lines that he, he said, so. It's true. I do a Chewbacca roar. But I can't do it, and it would sound basically like me like just choking on my own tongue. What you should do is say you're going to do one, and then just edit <laughs> Okay, well, here. Let me give it a try. <laughs> what do you think? Wow. That was amazing. Good job. Thanks, man. Thanks. I hope if, any, if someone sees you in public, they should ask you to do it, because they need to see it happen. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do it one more time. Here we go. <laughs> I'm getting better at that. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> awesome, awesome. You, like, disappeared in the character. It was amazing. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's wrap this up. Let's bring this up. Let's bring it all home. What's your number home. one? My number one is a song that I just, I just love listening to. And it's also on the Running With Scissors um, album, which, which Germs was on. Okay. And I'm talking about... All about the Pentium. What? Yes. So what's the original song here? All about the Benjamins? Yeah, it's by P. Diddy. Yeah. So already... Weird Al's in a good position because... Um, uh, wait, I think it was by Puff Daddy. Oh, really? Was yeah. It, or wasn't Sean Combs part of that? No, I think this was after Sean Combs. Okay, but Puff Daddy? I think it was Puff Daddy. I could be wrong. And it's certainly, and not, frankly, it's certainly not just Diddy. It's sure, certainly not Diddy. Just call me Diddy now. Just 
The I don't know why I'm between me and my fans. He said, "I don't know why I'm doing a whole press release for changing my name, but mostly because I don't have a song out and people are forgetting about me." So I don't remember who said it. I think it was Conan O'Brien, but uh, the joke was, "P Diddy is dropping the P from his name." He says the P is just getting between me and my fans, which I always thought was R. Kelly's problem. <laughs> ah, you, we talked. We already talked about R. Kelly. Yeah. Kind of like comes together at the end. Coalescing awesome. in the end. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I'm thinking that because this is a Puff Daddy song, like it puts Weird Al in a good position to improve it because Puff Daddy, not a very good songwriter. Not very. No. He's like, he's known for stealing a lot of music from people. I guess sampling is the correct word yeah. for it, but. I mean, he's a good producer. Yeah. But I don't think he's a good songwriter or rapper particularly, so he's pretty he's pretty cool in movies. Yeah. Like I've I haven't seen Get Him to the Greek before, but I, I heard after that movie came out I heard he did a great job in that. Yeah, he did do a good job in that. Yeah. <clears throat> he was he's recently in a commercial. I think it's a car commercial. Yep. Where where he's at a party in the desert and mm-hmm. he's kinda of funny in there too. So, yes. like, I don't hate the man. I just don't much care for the music he exactly. makes. Exactly. So, so Weird Al's set up. He's, he's... Except for every, that, like, every step you take. Yeah. song about Tupac. That song's amazing. It's but, about, it's not about Tupac. It's about Notorious B.I.G. There you go. It's the other guy. <laughs> it shows you how, how little I know about that culture. Oh, man. If uh, you were into rap music, you would realize what a big mistake you just made. No, I, I get it now. Because <laughs> they were, like, feuding. And, yeah. Like I said, the wrong guy. Lay off. It's okay. So I thought you were gonna say if like you said that back in the day, they would have shot and killed you. They still might. Which it, yeah, that would have probably been. Like you did that song about Tupac. What did you just say? And then I'd be like, man, you missed. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm as good of a shot as I am a singer. <laughs> but anyway, so he's set anyway. up. Weird Al is set up. He's he's he's. He's already got like a leg up on being a better, doing a better song because it's and, a Puff Daddy yeah. song. It's like he's ready to hit it out of the park. What does he do to make it even better? Go to the music video. They're going to bring on Drew Carey. Heck yeah. Done. Drew Carey's going to dance the whitest white man dance <laughs> that's ever been danced by anyone. And what's the song about? Is it about food like a lot of most of his parodies? No. 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 It's about computers. All right. So now we're, we're taking, we're taking, uh, uh, Puff Daddy song, which is about being like super, like running the game, because it's all about the Benjamins. So, what what can he do to be kind of the top of his game in like the nerd culture? It's all about the Pennyums, and like there's some references and jokes and other stuff. And what uh, I like about it is that he can uh, creates insults. That are not the typical insult. Like I, I like really unique insults, and Weird Al knock, knocks them out of the park in this song. Yeah, a lot of uh, which is what's really funny about the song now is I think it even it holds up better now in the culture that we have. Yeah, I would agree. Like like it came, computers have become far bigger and more important than they were when the song originally came out. Yes, 
And so a lot of those references and jokes he makes still hold up and are still relevant. And they're even better now because when he talks about how slow your computer is, mm-hmm. it's people an even bigger difference. Yeah. yeah. Not only do people actually get it, but it's like it, – he was talking about how slow it was before where now it's just a joke that if – you know that that would be so slow or something like that. And downloading pictures of Sarah Michelle Gellar because she's not famous anymore. <laughs> You well, no, that's not necessarily true. She's on a TV show with Robin Williams. Is she? Yeah, it's called The Crazy Ones. I saw the first episode of it, and it's Robin Williams. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. I have Kayla not heard agree. of this at all. <laughs> Kayla's giving a thumbs up. You, you can kind of see the top of her head. Anyway, like yeah, it's a it's a show I've been wanting to uh, catch up on. But anyway, we're not ta- we're not here to talk about Sarah Michelle Gellar yet <laughs> i'm sure it's gonna happen eventually but yeah that's a good that's a good high five list i think i think so now if we had included other like all weird Al songs or a bunch of them that i would have added that you know that wouldn't make the list that didn't make the list yeah um one of them would be the biggest ball of twine in minnesota which speaks to my heart because you and i grew up about 15 minutes away from the biggest ball of twine in minnesota it's very true. Which is an actual uh, thing. <laughs> it's, um, what's the name of the town? I can't even remember. Darwin. Darwin, yeah. It's actually if you, the, the if world's... If you lived here, you'd already be home. Yeah. It's actually the world's largest ball of twine that was made by one man. It still holds that record, so. Like, there are re- there, there is a bigger one, like, in Missouri or something, but it took, like, a bunch of people to do it, whereas this one was created by one man. What's funny is we know this uh, super religious married couple um, that are like giant Weird Al fans who had to drive specifically to Darwin, Minnesota just to see the ball of twine because they were that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They they had to drive like they were sort of jealous of us that we lived so close to it for so long. Like, I think we all made the trip together to go check it out. Yes. And they were, like, taking pictures next to it. And, yeah, yeah that, that's a song, song about it. Yeah, that, that's one of the songs that would make my list if we were just doing Weird Al songs. What is there a song that you can think of? That If we were just doing our favorite Weird Al songs? Yeah. Yeah, I'd uh, have Smells Like Nirvana. Yeah, that, that would be on there. What about uh, Albuquerque? Albuquerque's... I don't even know if I'd consider that a song. <laughs> it's mostly just him rattling on. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a free-form storytelling. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should probably wrap this up. Maybe. I think people are sick of it. I think they're sick of you. I think they're sick of me. I think they're getting sick of Weird Al, and we don't want I that think, to happen. I think they're definitely sick of you. Well, obviously. Uh, me? I don't know. I don't really talk much this episode, so. But... They're starting to get sick of Weird Al, and we can't let that happen. So we got to wrap this up. All right, I can get. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Do you I agree? agree? Do you agree. agree? Okay, he agrees. So, or he disagrees. Ooh! If anyone knows that reference, feel free to let us know, and we'll give you a high five on next episode. <sighs> yeah. Speaking of getting in touch with us, you should get in touch with us on Facebook or on Twitter at. High Five Podcast. Or you can send us an email, high underscore fives at Outlook, or you can get a hold of us on Google Plus. 
So get get a hold of us one of those ways. You've got options. Exactly. Is what we're trying to say. Really, if you want to get a hold of us and you don't know how, this is your own fault at this point. Yeah. I feel like we've done everything we can do. Yeah. Is there another social program we can sign up for? That we really should. Like, we're not going to go to MySpace, are we? Is that a, that a thing? Can, I, is I that a thing you can actually sign up for? Yeah. Tumblr? We can make a Tumblr, I guess, but... No, we're not going to do why? that. Why? No Instagram, no Pinterest. No. But Some but you can also just go to our website if you want. Uh, it's highfivespodcast.com. You've got options. You've got options. Come on. You've got options. Until next week, I'm Did Eric. Did you say all white? think so (laughs) i think you did all right let's go here (laughs) until next week i'm eric i'm blake and you've just been high five Today on High Fives with Blake and Eric, the two get weird as they discuss the top five Weird Al songs that were better than the original. All right, man. I need you to do it again. I need you to do it again, but more energy. Come on. More energy. More energy. Let's do it. You got to be excited. The crowd, the listeners have to be excited to listen to the show. And if if we don't sound excited, why are they going to be excited? They're not. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Bring it. Come on. Today on the High Fives with Blake and Eric. Oh, I can't say the High Fives. That, that'd be no, stupid. Okay. I think that's trademarked by somebody else. I don't think that's it. a different show. Oh. Today on High Fives with Blake and Eric, the two get weird as they discuss the top five Weird Al songs that improved the originals. Stick around. Or did I still fuck that up? A little bit. <laughs>